Sirah, a biography of Muhammad, the last messenger of Allah, written by Professor Dr. Safwat Khalilovich. Chapter 39 Fraternization of Emigrants and Ansar To unite people around an idea and establish a state on such basis is no easy task. The Prophet, peace be upon him, encountered this difficult task when he set out to form an Islamic state in Medina. The citizens of Medina were represented by mutually divided groups, unaccustomed to obedience and loyalty to any government or leader. They came from different and totally unrelated peoples, including Jews, idol worshippers, Muslims from Mecca, the emigrants, and Muslims from Medina, the Ansar. The Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, did something unprecedented. He initiated a pact of brotherhood between the emigrants and the Ansar, whereupon they became a single community, Ummah. The Prophet then ordered a drafting of a document laying down precisely the mutual rights and obligations of the Muslims on the one hand and the nature of their relations with the other peoples and communities living in Medina at the time on the other. That document is known in the history of Islam as the Charter of Medina, by which the Prophet regulated the inter-Muslim relations on the principles of brotherhood and mutual solidarity. Tribal affiliation was the principal criterion for relationships within a community in the pre-Islamic period. It primarily implied the pride and struggle for the tribe's renowned respect of family ties, assistance in right or wrong deeds, and refusal of obedience and loyalty to any other rule or system. Such fanatical primitivism was widespread among the pre-Islamic Arabs. A most minor disagreement would cause a split among them and a horrific, murderous war that would last for years. Participation in such war and hatred for the opponent were considered an obligation almost a holy duty. To make the matters worse, such situation and relations were considered sons' legacy from their fathers. That is one of the fundamental reasons why the condition in which Arabs lived before Islam is called Jahiliyyah, that is the age of ignorance. Islam replaced that primitive tribal bond with an infinitely better one. The fundamental principle of that new bond was the proclamation of absolute equality of people and the abolition of differences and favoritism based on lineage, sex, race, or religion, even though religion was the underlying principle of all rules and laws in the newly formed state. This means that when forming the new state, the Prophet did not take the national, racial, or community affiliation as its underlying principle, but the idea of religion, which everyone was absolutely free to accept, without coercion. Thus the Prophet set up a new state on the principle of brotherhood in faith, and from it stemmed one's rights and duties.
Soon the bond of religious brotherhood prevailed over all other bonds, including blood relationship. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to it in the Quran. Prophet, you will not find people who truly believe in God and the last day giving their loyalty to those who oppose God and his messenger, even though they may be their fathers, sons, brothers, or other relations. The 58th chapter, verse 22. With the principle of brotherhood, Islam reconciled the people engaged in feuds and united the divided ones, whereby the hostilities from the Jahiliyyah times, which had caused so much bloodshed, were overcome. The complete legacy of Jahiliyyah was eradicated, so in a very short period of time, former bitter enemies were sitting together in absolute peace and safety. For example, someone who in the Jahiliyyah era had killed a man would be sitting in the company of the man's son or brother, not fearing a revenge that would take his life. Such results were accomplished owing to the development of genuine belief, aqidah. Among the Jahiliyyah Arabs, with its rise, Islam generated a strong spiritual reformation whereby the belief in one God settled deep in human hearts. When Arabs genuinely turned to Islam and accepted its teachings, Islam reconciled and united them. It gave them strength and they carried its message across the world. On the fraternization of the emigrants and the answer that the Prophet carried out, the prominent Islamic scholar from Egypt, Professor Muhammad Abu Zahra, says, Working on the realization of an ideal state that all philosophers had desired, the Messenger of Allah, peace be upon him, observed that the Muslims came from different tribes and that some of them still showed signs of tribal nationalism. In such situation, he forged ties among them with a special act, known in history as the fraternization, whereby he designated to each Muslim a brother in faith with whom he was to share his property and provisions. It is important to note that the principle of private property was preserved as one would give to his counterpart voluntarily, as much as one could and would. Thus, the Messenger of Allah united the Ansar in brotherhood as well the Ansar and the emigrants. The fraternization that God's Prophet, peace be upon him, saw through is a unique phenomenon in the history of mankind. It is interesting to note that the act of fraternization was legally binding. The Prophet would call out an individual from the emigrant's rank and then another from the answer's rank and fraternized them in front of everyone, saying out loud their names and telling everyone that as of that moment they were brothers in Islam. He practically demonstrated equality of all before law, as he did not leave himself out of that act either, since he fraternized with Ali ibn Abi Talib. 
The act of fraternization is one of the most important miracles of the Prophet, peace be upon him, as he thus succeeded in forming a compact community. That is an unprecedented phenomenon in the history of mankind. In the thirteen years of relentless activity, despite all the aggravating circumstances, mistreatment and cruelty of his enemies, Allah's Prophet, peace be upon him, succeeded in guiding some three hundred men and women to the right path. Despite all the difficulties and violence they underwent, the first Muslims remained steadfast in their faith. The Prophet, peace be upon him, inspired them with his pure and noble spirit and strong personality so much so that in the late Meccan period he was followed by three hundred firm, unwavering, mature individuals, no one of whom ever thought of abandoning him. They all stood firmly by his side, irrespective of the atrocities, threats, and tortures they suffered. They preferred to abandon their homes, expose themselves to great tribulations and adversity, part with their families, rather than abandoning him. Another miracle happened in Medina, even greater and more important. The two biggest tribes, traditional enemies, the Evs and the Hazraj, were reconciled and united under the banner of Islam and faith. Never after that were members of these two tribes victims of horrible, devastating wars that had continually plagued them before the rising of Islam. At the same time, a historic pact of brotherhood between the emigrants and the answer was instituted. Realistically, the majority of the emigrants had been rather well to do in Mecca. They then left their homes and emigrated to Medina, where upon the Prophet instituted the fraternization of the emigrants and the answer. The process was carried out in a very sincere and cordial atmosphere. Each member of the answer had an emigrant brother in faith, with whom he voluntarily shared everything he had, his property, house, camel, even trade, or any other business. According to many analysts, the newly established bond was stronger than blood relationship. The bonding went to such extremes that when a man died, he would be inherited by his brother in faith, instead of his blood brother. It went unlike that until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala terminated it with the following words. In God's scripture, blood relatives have a stronger claim than other believers and emigrants. The 33rd chapter, verse 6 All Muslims of Medina heeded the call to fraternization. Soon afterward, each one had a brother from Mecca. It is impossible to describe and present all aspects of that noble act. Brotherhood in faith surpassed brotherhood in blood with its strength and sincerity. All those souls became kindred spirits and grew fond of another in the name of Allah, and their hearts were beating in unison as one heart. 
their disposition was such that each desired for his brother in Allah's faith what he desired for himself, and even better. Allah described these men in the Noble Qur'an. Muhammad is the Messenger of God. Those who follow him are harsh towards the disbelievers and compassionate towards each other. You see them kneeling and prostrating, seeking God's bounty and his God pleasure. On their faces they bear the marks of their prostrations. This is how they are pictured in the Torah and the Gospel, like a seed that puts forth its shoot, becomes strong, grows thick, and rises on its stem to the delight of its sowers. So God infuriates the disbelievers through them. God promises forgiveness and a great reward to those who believe and do righteous deeds. The 48th chapter, verse 29. The Qur'an particularly commanded the ones who took part in the fraternization which was the starting point of the establishment of the Muslim community, in the words of the exalted. The poor emigrants, who were driven from their homes and possessions, who seek God's favor and approval, those who help God and His Messenger, these are the ones who are true, those who were already firmly established in their homes and firmly rooted in faith, show love for those who migrated to them, for refugee and harbor, no desire in their herds for what has been given to them. They give them preference over themselves, even if they too are poor. Those who are saved from their own soul's greed are truly successful. Those who came after them say, Lord, forgive us our sins and the sins of our brothers who believed before us and leave no malice in our hearts towards those who believe. The 59th chapter, verses from 8 to 10. The sense of Muslim brotherhood and closeness has caught the attention of many researchers and analysts of Islam. Speaking about the phenomenon, famous historian Thomas Walker Arnold wrote in the preaching of Islam out of the numerous tribes, big and small, of a hundred different kinds that were incessantly at thoughts with one another, Muhammad's word created a nation. The idea of a common religion under one common head bound the different tribes together into one political organism, which developed its peculiar characteristics with surprising rapidity. Now only one great idea could have produced this result with the principle of national life in Hethan, Arabia. The great work succeeded, and when Muhammad died, there prevailed over by far the greater part of Arabia, a peace of God, such as the Arab tribes, with their love of plunder and revenge, had never known. It was the religion of Islam that had brought about this reconciliation.